Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brian Vosper, um, hosting another episode of the UFC State of the Union podcast. This is going to be episode number 10. Um, yeah, I just wanted to throw a little apology out there. Uh, last episode, I dropped, ooh, it was kind of late at night. It was, um, well, I guess late in the morning, or early in the morning. It was right after the um, the Leon Edwards Usman card. So that was uh, very late at night. It was a short episode. And then we didn't have UFC this past weekend. So, you know, waiting for some some news to pile up. I probably should have pumped out an episode a little bit earlier, though. But yeah, um, just going to give you guys a really how this is going to go is I'm going to go over some fight announcements, um, some cool things that happened. Um, give my opinions and then also I'll give a little bit of a prediction on some of my predictions on the UFC Paris card that we have this weekend with uh, Tai Tuivasa and Cyril Gaon. So first thing I'm going to start with at the top going with um, Usman Lee, um, Kamar Usman and Leon. Uh, what's looking like is going to be next um, since that fight it's looking more likely they're going to go with the rematch. Um, you know, Usman's putting some stuff out on social media. He's taking the loss. Well, very good sportsmanship. Um, I do like, um, what Leon said though. It is going to be interesting to see how, um, how Usman does bounce back from this. Um, I believe as of when that fight got like, as it was kind of, you know, like the, the odds got announced for the, the rematch, I believe Usman is still a pretty heavy favorite going into the rematch. Which um I mean is kind of expected, you know. He was he was cruising probably to a four one win in that fight prior to like right before getting caught. So in my opinion, I think Usman will win the rematch. And then potentially what we're gonna end up seeing happening is, you know, we've got Nate Diaz Kamzat coming up. I really think Kamzat is gonna win that. And I think if you see Leon if Usman beats Leon, we're potentially probably going to see Kamzat Usman. That's probably going to be the next fight we're going to see. But at the same time, I did allude to this. Um, you know, I I did say that, you know, Usman's, like, when he lost, it was looking almost a little kind of Ronda Rousey-esque, just being honest. I, I know, you know, Usman, he's at, you know, number one. He was number one pound for pound. Um you know, blah, higher level. But at the same time, if you were to kind of, if I'm kind of breaking down that comparison, what I was actually saying. So looking at it, Usman was on a 15 fight win streak, um, five title defenses, very dominant in his division. He was expected to win that, you know, keep going. Um, I think the, and you know, most people probably are on the side, you know, the dark horse in that division right now is Kamzat. What would happen when we see Kamzat versus Usman? Um, and so, but then he got caught. If you look at Ronda Rousey, she was on a 12 fight win streak, five title defenses, very kind of similar situation. Got, gets caught by a high kick as well. It was a, you know, grappler base fighter. Um, both Usman, you know, he's re- wrestling is his base. His striking striking has gone up a lot, but it, there there are some similarities there, and so that's and what I was kind of saying with that is, you know, Ronda her downhill kind of trend started when she 
started doing kind of looking more outside the octagon, you know, with, you know, movie roles, doing more interviews, chasing chasing more money opportunities. And, you know, you can kind of compare that to what Usman's doing. He just got, you know, the Black Panther role. He's um he's always been calling for like the Canelo fights. He was talking about going to 205. He even called out like I wouldn't mind fighting John Jones or Izzy if the money is right. And so it's like you know, going into that Liam fight, he, he was, I believe I said that in the, the episode before the last one, like that is the one thing I, I could see as a, you know, possible danger zone, you know, if you're overlooking your opponent like that. And I kind of do, I am siding with Leon a little in what he's saying. When someone does get KO'd like that, it is going to be interesting to see how, Usman rebounds um how is he gonna fight in the rematch because we potentially you know I'm not trying to jump the gun too much here but we potentially could be looking at a a Ronda Rousey situation you know where kind of you know this is the beginning of a down downward slope and the top of that division is not is not easy but at the end also I mean he was on his way to winning that fight though so I mean, I think I'm not trying to jump the gun too much, say, oh, Usman's screwed. You know, he's going to he's gonna go on some crazy losing streak. His career's over. That's not what I'm saying. Um, I, I just kind of – it did kind of look kind of interesting when you're kind of like breaking down how that kind of looks. Um, we could potentially be looking at a, a somewhat of a similar situation. But, again, going back to my opinions, I think he wins the rematch against Leon. I think Kamzat beats Nate, and then we see Kamzat Usman, which is mega fight. So, some other things that happened, um, some fights that got announced. Um, one was Fiziev versus Gaethje. This one got announced a little bit ago. Um, this one, I love this fight. Um, if I'm, if I have to pick, um, well, I mean, if I have to pick, that's what I do on this show. Um, my, my opinion, I think Fazeev's going to take this. I think his striking is just, I think it's just too technical. Um, too technical. He's got, I mean, Gaethje, you can never count him out. He has the chance of landing the bomb shot. But I think Fazeev's just, he's so fast and even in the RDA fight, how he's able to carry that power way into the later rounds, and he was able to just, whoo, just starch RDA. That was that was pretty impressive, and he's getting better at um, managing his energy. You could see um, in that fight with RDA. Um, I think the only, the one fight where we kind of saw him, like you know, he he won, but you know, it was against Bobby Green. He he definitely he probably used a little more too much energy in the beginning, um, and so that was kind of one of the concerns going into a five round fight with RDA. Um, but I mean, it seems like he's getting better at managing you know his energy, um, his cardio is getting better, and so I think I think Fazib is going to beat Gaethje. Um, one thing I was thinking about this past week, though, and, you know, you can't completely change a fighter, but I just really wish Gaethje would use his wrestling more. Um, but also, just imagining, like, what would Gaethje be like if he had, like, really high-level jujitsu? 
I feel like that is kind of like the missing part of Gaethje. Like if he, you know, imagine that. Like he has one of his best weapons is his leg kicks. He can KO you with one shot. Imagine if he used his wrestling. He's got the really high-level collegiate wrestling background. And then what if he was like, you know, a black belt in jiu-jitsu, super high level there. I think that is like the missing part there. Like he would be able to, he would be so much more dangerous in my opinion. Granted, yeah, you can't change things, but that that was just something interesting that just kind of popped in my head this past week. Like, dang, what if, what would Gaethje be like if that, if it were like that? Um, and so, but looking at this fight, I, I'm rolling with Fazeev. Um, one fight that I actually haven't talked about really that is going under the radar, it's actually on UFC 280, um, is Daryush versus Gamrot. Um, this is going to be another really cool grappling. Like It's going to it's gonna have some crazy scrambles just like Saruqian versus Gamrot had. Um, I think I think Gamera is actually the one of the dark horses at 155 right now. I mean, Daryush and him kind of are both, but I, I really feel Daryush, in my opinion, kind of dropped the ball when the whole um, RDA Islam situation was happening. When they were kind of chiming on Twitter, they basically agreed to a fight at a weight. Then when the contract showed up, Makachev turned it down, and. That was like a little bit after the whole situation where Daryush got injured and he was out. Uh, his fight fell through. I just really, I feel like Daryush should have doubled down more on calling out Magachev prior to the Oliveira fight getting announced um, because it was kind of interesting because then he gets booked to fight Gamera on that same card. So, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting. Like, it's like, dang, why didn't he, if he was ready to fight, you know, the same time as Makachev, why wasn't he, you know, getting a little more vocal there? Be like, hey, you owe me the number one contender fight. Let's go. Um, but I guess the, the UFC decided to go for the, the Makachev fight. Um, he's got a little bit of the, the Khabib privilege. So they did that. Um, he's getting the the venue choice in Abu Dhabi. And I'm on the I'm still on the same side where Oliveira, if he does beat Makachev in Abu Dhabi, you gotta call up, call up Masvidal. Tell him, hey, you're giving us the BMF belt, and we're giving it to Oliveira. Because if he freaking takes out Makachev in Abu Dhabi, you're giving the guy the freaking venue choice. Like this guy is like BMF beyond belief if he takes him out because you know goes into he he beats Chandler, he beats. Poirier as a heavy underdog. KO, he takes out Gaethje in his home crowd in Arizona. Then he flies to freaking Abu Dhabi going into what's going to be a extremely pro Khabib crowd, Khabib Magachev crowd. He's going to be getting, Bolivar's probably going to be getting booed, let's be real here. Um, if he's if he finishes Makachev there in front of Khabib, holy crap, that's gonna be in, an insane sight to see, and I'm really hoping that happens. I am very hoping that happens. I've been getting, I've been saying it in past episodes. I've been, I am a Khabib fan, but I am not a fan of 
what the Khabib fan, Khabib and Makachev fan base has become since Khabib retired. It is 100% taken a 180 where they are way more cocky, arrogant, um, used to be all about, you know, humility, but now they're talking tons of trash, um, lot of entitlement even you know i've mentioned how you know makachev he was ranked number nine beats a number 14 somehow jumps to number five he's beating guys behind him in the rankings they're moving him up to get a title shot he gets a venue choice he's coming off a bobby green win and then he somehow gets a venue choice where he's fighting for the title it's like Man, this guy's got so much privilege beyond belief. And they're talking, you know, Ali, Khabib, him. They're all talking smack about, you know, beating Oliveira. And I really liked that clip from Oliveira where how he talks about there's a clip um, on Twitter, Oliveira super hyped up, talking about how your arrogance is going to sink you. Um, and this was the first time that, you know, he legit like called out Ali and Khabib and stuff. And it was kind of interesting because right after that clip dropped, um, then all of a sudden, like, Ali tried to be, like, respectful and stuff. But it's like, dude, no, you guys got 100% called out and no joke. That has been going on. And so I really hope, I mean, that's easily, you know, Oliveira's probably hardest fight right now, but I really hope he gets the job done. Um, that, that I just don't like seeing, I don't like seeing people getting disrespected like that. And I don't like seeing, you know, a bunch of cockiness. And one thing that's interesting, you know, Ali is getting a little humbled right now. If you kind of look, he was predicting, you know, Gaethje to take out Oliveira. Gaethje gets finished. Then he was also, there are even tweets where he was saying, like, Leon is in the wrong place at the wrong time, basically completely counting counting him out. I mean, granted, you know, a lot of us thought, you know, Usman was going to win that. But, I mean, he, I mean, Ali on Twitter, you know, that guy just talks a lot of trash. And so there are some trash talk tweets there. Usman gets KO'd. Now he's, I wouldn't be surprised. He's probably a little nervous going into this one because Usman doesn't, um, Ali doesn't have any champions he manages right now, which is kind of interesting um, in the UFC. And so going into this Islam fight, he's probably a little nervous, um, noting some of his luck as of as of late. Um, but yeah, um, let's see here. I, I want to say I talked about Zhang versus Esparza. That one got announced. Um I think Zhang takes that. I think there's a reason why Esparza didn't want to accept that one right away, and she was even vocal about wanting the uh, Marina Rodriguez rematch. I think it's just it, she has the win, one win over Marina Rodriguez already, so that's why she probably wanted that one again in comparison to Weili Zhang, who's just a beast right now, coming off that highlight reel KO of Joanna. But um, I think... I think she's gonna take Esparza. I think I think Shanks just a beast right now. Um, gave kind of my opinion on Nate Diaz versus Chimaev coming up. Um, I, I just I think that what's gonna happen there is you have the situation where you know if if Nate is gonna get a win, it's probably gonna be where he somehow absorbs ten trillion shots. 
Kamzat gets tired and he somehow is able to rally in the later rounds since, uh, you know, Nate has really good cardio and he's able to just keep eating shots and keep coming forward. But I think Kamzat's going to hit him with something crazy and I think he's going to take him out. Um, that That's my opinion on that one. And then really, I think whatever happens there, depending... Something tells me I think they're going to book Usman. I think they're going to look at the beginning of the year for that Usman-Leon fight, but that is probably going to be in England. But I think that is going to be the beginning of next year. Um, and so it it would be interesting seeing what would happen, though, because that is a decent amount of time. Like, if you think about it, if they go, like, February or March, you know, if Kamzat beats Nate, I mean, that is still, you know, that's five, six months Kamzat likes being active, so you could potentially see, you know, one thing they that Dana did mention was they were working on a fight for Colby. We don't know what that fight is, um, but, I mean, Kamzat, Colby could be an option. They, they do this sometimes where they kind of, you know, if they have a top guy that's ready... Um, they don't have a fight. They kind of wait and see some of the results of these matches because, you know, if Kamzad destroys Nate, that is a matchup you potentially could could get going, you know? Like, hey, let's, you know, if Kamzad wants to be active, let's throw Kamzad Colby on one of these end-of-the-year cards or, you know, beginning of next year, something like that. But what I think is going to happen, I think – with them, if they they're saying they already have something in the works, that could be an option. You know, they might book winner of Nate Kamzat versus Colby, um, and they're hoping you know Kamzat wins that. Um, if if Nate does win that, I mean, then the UFC is kind of in a <laughs> really weird spot. But um, because I think then Nate's contract's over, and so it's like, oh man, if he had more fights, they would probably go. I imagine they would transition and maybe go McGregor DS three, because if he takes out Kamzat, Nate's stock it's already really high, but it's gonna go way higher. But at the same time, I think they're gonna do, <laughs> they're probably gonna give him the title shot. Um, that I mean, go. I think they even yeah they did bring that up to Leon how that could be an option but we'll see um what's next for Masvidal uh this is this one's kind of annoying um Masvidal has been posting lately about how like you know even his manager how they want the fight in England it's like dude you're on a three fight losing streak right now you got 54 you got 50 45 by Colby, had that loss not happened, yeah, you might be in a situation to leverage the the past Leon Edwards beef with the three piece in a soda. But it's like, dude, you are on a three fight losing streak right now. You're gonna take another loss in, you know, they got the the court case in December with Colby, so that's another reason I think why Colby hasn't been getting booked yet. Most likely, his lawyers, you know, his legal team, most likely is probably advising like, hey. Let's not take a fight quite yet. You know, you you have a guaranteed lawsuit win here. Um, let's just wait a minute. Let's get this taken care of, then accept a fight. I think that's what's going on. But, man, yeah, Masvidal's showing a little bit of entitlement here. I think 
I, I would like to see, you know, a Masvidal Burns. And that's what I thought was going to happen. You know, a Masvidal Burns on um, this potential Stipe Jones card um, in December. I, I, I have a feeling they're going to announce that any any day now um, and start bolstering up that card. I, I think I want to say I mentioned that that card's going to get stacked. My prediction on what that card is going to be is going to be Stipe Jones, headliner, Glover, Jiri 2. It's the co-main. Um, I want to say they have um, – they were, I thought it's going to be Gilbert, Masvidal. So Burns, Masvidal there. And then they were also looking at Patty uh, versus someone. I want to say I gave a few options they could do there. They could look at McKinney. First Patty, they could look at Drew Dober versus Patty. They could look at, um, I think, I, I want to say Frivola, I think, was in the mix there. So there are a few options you could go there. And then I think as of right now, they had, um, what was it? Um, um, Ponzinibbio, Ponzinibbio versus Lawler, but um, Fizzy versus Gaethje. I, I had a feeling there was going to be one more banger that got announced. I think that's going to be the one. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Ponzinibbio Lawler, I think, would be a featured prelim, in my opinion. But that that would be the guess of my, my main card, I think, that's going to happen there. But, yeah, Masvidal, I think he's just – he's not in a position to call for a title shot next. I don't know why that's happening. Well, I know he's trying to – He's trying to leverage that past beef, so I get it. But it's like, dude, you're on a three-fight losing streak. You're, you got you got given some title shots already. You got to win one now. Um, Jose Aldo said he's not retiring. His manager said he's not retiring. So what I think is going to happen is you're going to potentially see Cruz versus Aldo at UFC 283 in Rio. Makes perfect sense. Uh, that could be a retirement fight right there. You know, King of Rio. Um possibly gets a win in rio um i think that's that's the way to do it um bummer strickland got a brutal infection on his finger uh, so he's out of the cannoneer fight um it's gonna be interesting i think that's i want to say that's in that's not too far away it's it's i want to say october 10th just going off memory but um yeah, I I wonder what's gonna happen there if they're gonna find a replacement for that. Um, yeah, but that's a bummer seeing Strickland out of that one. Um, Ty Ty Vasa um, and Jones and John Jones apparently had a a little DM activity on uh, on Instagram where um, they're chiming chiming a little back and forth um, and. I think my opinion's here. So if if Ty Tuivasa wins um, this weekend against Gon, you know he he'd be in a really interesting spot. You know I think my opinions are the next the winner of this fight of Gon Tuivasa, I think is going to fight Curtis Blades, but Ty is in a position where I mean he's got a lot of hype around him. Um, <laughs> there, I mean you're starting to get into you know the John Jones sweepstakes situation. And this is where me giving my opinion on Stipe. I don't know if I've mentioned this in past episodes. Stipe's a beast, but the one thing I I feel that Stipe needs to do is he needs to up his activity. It's just it's getting brutal because if you look at Stipe's record, 
I mean, he averages about one fight per year. And over the past five years, he's only fought in Ganu or DC. So you only have two names in five years. And, I mean, it's like if you look at the whole top 15 right now of heavyweight, the only guy that Stipe's fought in the current top 15 is Nganu. So the names there, there are so many different names and great matchups you can do for Stipe. Yeah, he's probably gonna he's probably the front runner for the John Jones sweepstakes. So he's gonna he's gonna fight in that. But I mean, at the same time, like there's so many great fights you could have done, and he always, you know, he takes a long time. Like we're we're on like 15 months now. I want to say, but I mean, if you think about it. Stipe versus Blades, that would have been a great fight. Stipe versus Gone, another great fight. Stipe versus Derek Lewis. Stipe versus Tui Vasa. There's so many good ones, but he wanted the instant rematch. But it's like, man, after getting KO'd like that by Nganu, and he showed that he's able to stop the wrestling now, that's how Stipe won the first fight. It's like, man, that rematch was extremely one-sided. You got to win one now. So, yeah, I, I like how he he's most likely going to fight John Jones, but it kind of goes to the same point. He's got to get more active. The reason why this fight is actually getting pushed out even to December, if it does happen in December, is because Stipe um, wanted it to be kind of towards the end of the year. I want to say even Dana before summer i want to say around like april around april ish said that john jones would be ready in the summer but then that's where when they started looking into that fight like i I want to say it was originally planned to maybe be like an international fight week fight um but then that's when steve wanted it kind of more towards the end of the year and so now here we are so hopefully it does get announced in the next you know in the next week next few weeks I mean, but man, that that's the one thing I've kind of, I just wish Stipe was a little more active because that is kind of brutal to see, man. It's like over five years, there's only two names and it's like he has the DC fights, but like every, every DC fight, there's like a year in between them. And so it's like, ah, geez, man, let's throw, let's throw some other names in here, mix it up. Um, I think there are some great fights, even if you if he wasn't w- winning the John Jones sweepstakes, being able to fight some of those other top guys. There, there's some great ones you could do. Um, looking at um, <laughs> this past week was kind of interesting. You had you know Hasbula and <laughs> Connor went on one of his crazy Twitter tirades after midnight, where clearly he has a little too much proper twelve and. Uh, most likely doing some some illegal substances <laughs> um, and just kind of put in some crazy tweets out there, some singing tweets and whatnot. Um, I even posted on TikTok um, one of the one of the tweets of him singing got deleted real quick um, on Twitter. But if you want to check that out on TikTok, um, that's it's just UFC State of the Union. Um, getting that going a little bit, and that's actually getting some traction, so that's pretty cool to see. Just having a little fun there. But, um, yeah, oh, man, that was brutal. Connor, sometimes on these late-night Twitter tirades, that dude has no filter. He's talking about p- 
punting, <laughs> punting Hezbollah, and oh my, just some craziness. Um, then Volkanovsky came to the rescue. He had the the um, appearance with Hezbollah this past week, and there's the the funny video with the hamburger. Um, Hezbollah isn't slamming it in Volkanovsky's face, but um, yeah, that was kind of fun, f- funny to see. Just man, Connor's just crazy. Um, man, this is one that kind of popped in my mind. Um, so Darren Till apparently got busted for a DUI kind of end of July. Man, Till's got to get his stuff under control. He even, um, Vittori, you know, fight, he's fighting Whitaker this weekend. Even he kind of called Till out how he is becoming a little irrelevant, um, yeah, he keeps having these situations with injuries. Now it looks like he's having stuff happen outside of the octagon. That's some some drama there. And it's like, man, um, he really needs to get some of this stuff under control because it is getting a little brutal. Like, he's been out for a minute. And we really hope we don't see, like, a, a lost potential situation, you know. Um, and so hope, hoping he gets back on track. One fight that was going to possibly get announced, um, they were looking at, you know, booking um, um, Wonderboy versus Shavkat, but um, I I understand why Wonderboy turned that down. Um, it's just another guy that has crazy grappling as well, and it's like, give me a pure striking match. And so one that I think was rumored to possibly happen was a Michelle Pereira Versus Wonder Boy, I think that would be a really cool fight to see. Actually, those guys are both, um, you know, Pereira as he's starting to fight, you know, better competition. Um, seems like he doesn't go as crazy because he realizes, like, oh yeah, I probably shouldn't be doing as explosive of stuff. <laughs> it's like as I start climbing the ladder because it could get me into trouble. But um, he still he still throws some crazy stuff, and so that would be an awesome fight to see. Um, I don't bring up too much, you know, stuff outside of the UFC. I mean, I'll go with this. I'll go with this next fight to um, Holland versus uh, Rodriguez. That got announced. D Rod. Um, I think that guy at one seventy is just a beast. Um, he's overlooked a lot, but he he's like I want to say he has he's only one loss. But it, if I remember right, it was to Dalby, but I believe that was kind of a robbery. Um, so he's – that guy is just an animal, but I, I love watching Kevin Holland fight. I think Kevin Holland might – I think Kevin Holland's going to pull off the win here. I think he's just um, – Kevin's just awesome to see. And I think 170 suits him a lot better. Um, and then going with the um, – the fight that this is outside of the USC, but I'll tie it in with the USC. Uh, Demetrius Johnson was able to win his rematch against uh, Martins uh, or Marias. I apologize um, with that brutal knee. It kind of got a little bit of a debate on Twitter. Talking a lot of people talking about you know, oh man, we botched that trade <laughs> trading Demetrius Johnson for Askren and stuff like that. Um, and it got me thinking a lot, like about how you know he was such a dominant champ at one twenty five, um, and it would have been interesting to you know to see 
see because the one a few of the guys that he both those divisions 125 and 135 when he got traded um both those divisions were starting to grow pretty fast like i 135 is probably the deepest division in the ufc now so it was not like that before 125 you know dj had lapped that division but you had a few names pop up that he hadn't fought you know so you know figueredo now he hadn't fought that would have been a great fight to see figueredo versus dj um seeing moreno he hadn't fought moreno that would have been another great one um and so yeah there there are a few names there but i think the but uh demetrius johnson even mentioned like if he were getting compared to you know back to the ufc he would probably put himself more in 135 now and so and if you're looking at that now now that starts getting really interesting seeing like fights like you know how demetrius johnson versus yan would be like really cool seeing him even imagine if you were to match him if o'malley pulls off the upset beats peter yan then you see o'malley versus dj imagine um you know oh demetrius johnson i think he fares up super well against sterling if we're looking at stylistic fights i think he fares up super well there um tj dillashaw um yeah there's just um there it would be really interesting if somehow some way <laughs> like they were able to get dj back but i highly doubt that happens he's probably getting he, he's you know one of the main names for one especially now with the the tv deal and everything with amazon and all that so he's get, he's definitely getting paid uh paid paid boku bucks over there and so and good for him but it would be cool to somehow see some of those matchups. Kind of looking now, I'll kind of give you guys some of my predictions for um, for this card, uh, UFC Paris. Um, already kind of talked about it. What do I think is going to happen? The winner of Gone versus Tuivasa, I feel, is going to fight Curtis Blades. I think that is the the next matchup. But who do I think wins this? I think Cyril Gone is just I. I think he made some mistakes in the Ngannou fight, and he he should be the champ right now. Um, he messed up tr- chasing that submission at the very end for whatever reason, gave up position, lost the round, and ultimately cost himself the fight um, in round five. Um, yeah, and so he made some very, you know, he made some errors there. Definitely overlooked Ngannou's wrestling. He definitely was not expecting that. So, you know, Ngannou was able to secure some rounds that way. But, I mean, this guy, I feel he's going to learn from his mistakes. He's been able to show that he can dodge. He can. He knows how to fight against the people with, you know, dynamite in their hands. You know, Ngannou, he was able to not get caught by him. Derek Lewis, he was able to not get caught by him. Um, he's fought Volkov, you know, he's fought just, he's just so technical and hard to figure out. But at the same time, you got Taitui Vasa doing shoeys left and right lately. Um, this is going to be interesting. I, I think Cyril's going to be too much for him, but you can't overlook Ty. Um, if I were betting on this, I think we're going to see more. I think Cyril's going to probably try and draw it out a little bit. 
And I think we'd see a round three or round four TKO by by Cyril gone. Um, he's going to get him a little, use some of his energy, and I think uh, gone has the better gas tank. Um, maybe try and see how um, how Tuivasa reacts more in kind of the later rounds. Um, so that would be my prediction. I think Cyril's going to take that. And then kind of what's going to happen here, though, if they don't book, you know, well, I, I just, I think, I think Cyril gone versus blades would be a great one. I think that's probably what's going to happen. If, if Cyril does win going into the co-main Whitaker versus Vittori, man, Vittori's Tori's talking very confidently right now. Um, you know, I think, but I think he's going into an extremely hard matchup with Whitaker. A lot of people tend to do this, you know. They they talk very big game, and then um, Whitaker puts on a a master class. Um, I think Whitaker's going to take this. Um, I stylistically, um, you know, Marvin doesn't have like extreme KO power. Um, I don't think it's anything crazy new that Whitaker hasn't seen. Um, and so I think Whitaker's experience is going to be able to help him get the win here. Um, and then I'll talk about one other fight that I, let's see here. I think they're the one other fight that I noticed. Yeah. Joaquin Buckley versus Imavob, uh, Nazardine Imavob. Um, I think Buckley's going to take this, but that guy is a beast. Um, Imavob is a beast. And so, um, I I don't know what's going to happen there, but I think we could potentially see <laughs> Buckley pull out some highlight reel again. Um, that'd be cool to see. But yeah, those are kind of my predictions, guys, of what I think is going to happen uh, for UFC Paris. If, if more stuff comes out, I'll probably drop another episode soon. Um, I'll be more consistent. Again, Paul just had a little bit of a little bit of days in between episodes mainly because we didn't have ufc this past weekend waiting for some more you know stuff to come out but yeah um if you guys can do me a favor leave a review for the podcast feel free to tell your friends um again i i did start up a tiktok a little bit ago if you want to give a, a follow over there it's just ufc state of the union just kind of putting some stuff out there every once in a while um yeah just having fun with it and so hey i appreciate you guys listening uh if you also if you want me to like if you want to ask me any questions or if there's something you want me to like give my opinion on on this podcast maybe kind of like i don't talk about any topic um feel free to actually shoot me an email i gave my my normal one it's just my name at yahoo.com so brian boss but yahoo.com uh i do have one for the podcast now it's just ufc state of the union at gmail.com so if you want to shoot um shoot any questions there any feedback good bad and ugly i would really appreciate it helps me out but again thanks so much guys hope you're having a great night and talk thanks thanks for listening see ya